So at the uh, the beginning of the season, I said over under Sandstorm played three and a half. We've had it once. Villanova. Mm-hmm. You think? Uh, I honestly hope we don't hear it against UCF. I hope they do it twice. Twice? Because I want okay. I Nova want th- and KU. I want it three times. Against UCF, uh, you know, just to get the over-under out of the way, you know? <laughs> Listen, these, these players, not to give away these next two segments, but, you know, base, just about everybody on UCF's roster has never seen a, an environment of what Bramwich could be Sure, Saturday. Sure. Could, I'm, I'm going to say could be. Because uh, are students still out of town? I feel like for the most part, yeah. I, classes don't kick up for another week or so, I think. So, man, okay. List serve all. Hit that email and go, come on, guys. Come on back for the game, everybody. I'll get right on it. Yes. I got you. I got the email list. Here. Yes. We'll tell Travion to do the same thing. You think we're Travis Goff around here? <laughs> like yeah, dude. Patty Mahomes for the Royals. Like, come on, guys. Let's, Let's go. Let's get it. Been a few games where the students have been gone and it's been kind of close ones and there's not much of an environment until it's like necessary to have an environment to try to close this game out. Uh, welcome back to the game. It's hour number two, the game after work. Uh, just got some uh, news here about in Pottawatomie County, there is a temporary road closure. Please avoid the area of Green Valley Road, Blue River Road, and... Junietta Road, I believe is how you say it. Yep. Um, for several vehicles stuck in the uh, road due to it being pretty slick out there. Oh, no. So this is, uh, you know, we knew about this earlier today, that Wamigo Concordia, their basketball games have been postponed. I haven't heard of anybody else yet, um, but if it's starting to get real slick out there, things could obviously change. Now, like tonight, Junction City, Manhattan, I would imagine Junction City's already They're here. there. Yeah. So, and I'm sure a lot of other teams are in the area. Um, not as many are traveling as far as Concordia is to Wamiga or what they would have. That's a haul. Yeah. yeah. Uh, used to make that trip, uh, well, not that trip, Concordia to Manhattan all the time for games. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, this isn't a long drive. Why did I not go to K State? <laughs> <laughs> But I did save a lot of money, and that money I could use on you know buying tickets for sure. You know, like the fifty dollar ticket I purchased for K State Nebraska in twenty ten when Taylor Martinez oh. ran all over the yard. Ugh, yeah, that was a rough. That one. was brutal, man. I've never I've left one game early in your life in my life, and it was that one. Well, that's the first time ever I left in the third quarter. Yeah, I took off too. I was like, "See, ya. I'm not gonna, wa- I'm not gonna watch this." Still, that game. Well, I mean, two of the most haunting experiences. And I say haunting, you know, just kind of. When I say haunting, it like haunted my dreams. Yeah, yeah. For a minute or two. Yeah. That game, and then this last game against Nebraska in basketball Oof. in Bramlage, where the Cats got what lost by 16. It was all Huskers in the second half. K State scored 12 points. Oh God. And the handful, there's a decent amount of Nebraska fans that made the trip. 
it's dead quiet in there with a minute to go, and all you're hearing is, go big red. Oh, oh my God. God. Still, I mean, it sucks that that's going to be the memory for a long the, – the last two times Nebraska has played here in town for football and basketball. They've just stomped. It's been horrible experiences. Ugh. Uh, so I hope Will Howard stomps the hell out of Nebraska Shame. Uh, this next year when he goes to Ohio State. Go off, son. You want to talk some K-State hoops for a little bit? Yeah, I'm down. How are you feeling about him right now? Just just tell me off the top of your head, first thoughts, because we're entering Big 12 play tomorrow. Sure. Tomorrow starts the rest of the season. This is where it really starts to count. Right. I am definitely on the concern side. As far as the shooting goes, especially the three pointers, would love to see more of those. I didn't know. Um, did you hear anything? Um, Tyler Perry, does he have a hand injury or something going on? I, that's what the Not rumor I that. heard. So, anyway, um, I don't address rumors on this that's show. right. That's right, because you're professional, but I'm the unprofessional. So, hey, guess what? No, um, but man, I love to speculate behind the scenes. For sure. <laughs> Let's talk and about that. Mic it. is turned off. Yeah, man, I'll tell guess you what? what? So, I want to kind of I'm going to pick something and pose it right back at you. I talked about this yesterday with uh, TC. Does it concern you at all that this team doesn't seem that concerned? Like after Nebraska, they were kind of like, eh. And then we heard that quote from Arthur Kaluma after Chicago State, eh. His game before Christmas breaks, the game after, it's kind of tough. Those are the toughest games. No big deal. Does it concern you that there's not one guy who has said publicly, I don't like this at all. This is not good enough. We need to step it up. Does that at all concern you? Because I feel like teams in the past, like can, like um, successful teams in the past, have had a bit of a spark plug person that would be like, listen, this is not go this is not the way we do it here and this is not how we're going to continue to do it here. I know you don't want to overreact. We don't need anybody flipping out out there. But sometimes um somebody might need to kick a chair or punch something in the locker room and say like we need to not be so light about this. Especially like Chicago State, I mean on their best and your worst you should beat them by double digits easy. And it was not that way. And so does that does that concern you at all? A little bit. Honestly, it does. I, I would like a little bit more fired up in the press conferences. I would like a little bit more. I'm not going to be crazy about this. Sure. And I understand your point. Um, I, I did think it was a little bit odd that, you know, after you have a bad game against Nebraska, just saying, oh, that happens sometimes. Or with Kaluma, yeah, just saying, hey, sometimes you know, when you play after Christmas, it's a hard game. Sometimes, you know, after, mm, you know, that's one way to answer a question. The other way is like, hey, we need to be better. We need to do this. We need to do that better. I, 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 I took it as maybe in a, in a little way, making an excuse is not taking the accountability a little bit. But I'm not going to make a huge deal about it. Um, I would honestly like to see it more from Coach Tang a little bit. Be a little bit more fired up. Be a little bit more animated. I think that could send a message in a way. Yeah. And I'm not saying throw your players under the bus. Do you, no. That, you know, I, I think Jeff Mitty does a great job of 
you know, when a game didn't go well, he, he could be pretty honest about it. Um, and I think he's more fired up this year than he ever has been because he knows how good this team is. And it's going to be the closest to perfection that K-State has had in women's basketball in a long time. Very long time. I mean, this team, I, I don't think K-State fans realize the ceiling for that team. Mm-hmm. It's a very high ceiling. Mm-hmm. This is a very good women's basketball team. And they're not even hitting their full stride yet offensively. They still got some work to do. But for how good they are defensively, I mean, you're talking about eight straight games you've held opponents to under 60 points. You've just demolished two new programs in the Big 12. Uh, this is a pretty hot team that is absolutely a top 10 team, but they got to earn that respect. Mm-hmm. They're a they're – a, they're new to the group. Yeah. The group that's at the top of the leaderboard in women's basketball has been nearly the same group it's been for a while. Cats are the new kid in town. Mm-hmm. Got to beat a few folks, too. They beat Iowa, yes. But I'm talking you got to beat Texas. You got to beat Baylor. And Texas is coming up next week. That is going to be, hey, welcome to the top 10 if they get it done against the Longhorns. Just a little sidetrack there. Go ahead. Like concern to go back to Kalum and everything that you're talking about. I don't know if concern's the right word. I think an upset feels like an overreaction. I don't know. I'm upset that there's not cuz you always want that guy, right? The Kobe Bryant, the competitor. December 31st, January 2nd, first game out of the break, going into the break, doesn't matter. We have to play better than that, right? It doesn't matter if it's non-con conference, you know, March Madness. We need to play better than what we did tonight. So I think it's more so not an upset that that nobody did that, but just like you want to have that guy. That guy always benefits your team usually, and it doesn't feel like we may have it right now. Well, and so many close games against teams you feel like you should blow out. You, you, you get embarrassed at home against Nebraska. You still finish 10-3. and three. I'm sure this team is still very confident in themselves, but it, you know maybe at the same time a goal is to maybe not freak people out mm-hmm. by harsh comments and keep things under control because we just had a very emotional last few weeks. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's with, a very good point. With Naquan Tomlin and the whole Richard Linton stuff, it's been a very emotional last – I know it's been longer ago than that than a few weeks, but there was a couple of weeks there where we're all freaking out. We're starting to lose it a little bit. We don't know all the details. We're p- potentially jumping to conclusions. A lot of people are upset about the president. You know – I think the last thing this team wants is them also freaking out about, about this season and how potentially rough it can be. Right. For sure. I mean, yeah, K-State's the worst three-point shooting team in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rough right now. But they're 10-3. and three. They have figured out, even though it's been painful to watch some of these games, they have figured out how to win them. Um, the defense has been getting better. It may be just as simple as, we need a few more shots to fall. We need some more threes to fall. We need Tyler Perry to not pass up shots, even though it's been a bit rough for him shooting the three. Don't pass up the shots. Be a little bit smarter with the basketball. It's not like this team is that far off to being a lot better, and then all of a sudden they're starting to take care of business, and expectations are going to shoot up because they beat a few teams. It's not like they're crazy far away. I just go back to the – it doesn't feel like the five-out offense is the right offense for this group of guys. They struggle with one-on-one, getting around a defender, 
seen it too many times where defenses are way too fired up to play against K-State's offense. And they're, you know, they become a problem. And then guys start passing up shots and, you know, I think this offense was meant for Naquan Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not with the team any longer. And now Quez Glover, you know, add on to more of the drama. Quez Glover gets hurt again. The knee. You know, who know, who knows how long he's out? He hasn't been ruled out for the season, but you never know. Um, I think it's a good – it's an expectation that you're going to be playing with these 11 guys now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's – again – it feels like it's close, but maybe not that close. I don't know. It's kind of funny how to explain it. It could take just a little bit, a few more shots to fall, and all of a sudden you got yourself a different team. Um, but it's not like I don't think this the coaching staff is going to reinvent the wheel in these next few weeks. K State is going to play UCF. Uh, I had it here a second ago. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to scramble here real quick. K State in this next three games has UCF, West Virginia, and Texas Tech, the latter, or the, the, the last two on the road. K-State has a lot to prove in these first three games of Big 12 play because these are three teams that I don't think will finish top half of the Big 12. No. Maybe Tech. West Virginia, don't think so. UCF, they're off to a good start. Pick to finish last in the Big 12. That's not considered in my in my thought here. I don't think UCF is a top-half team. K-State needs to win two of the three, with two of them being on the road. Win two out of three. If you do that, I think you made yourself a good argument early on that you can be a top-half Big 12 team and be in contention for the NCAA tournament. If you lay an egg in these first three games, then you're going to really start to hear from the fan base and there's going to be a realization set in that this team may just not have it. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I can't go that far with them yet because I know how talented they could be. Arthur Kluma is very talented. Tyler Perry was supposed to be the best shooter in America, and I felt like that was a little bit of a kiss of death because he has not been one of the best shooters in America. You, you know, when it comes to the best guards in the Big Twelve and shooting the basketball from three, it's been one of the rougher. Performances so far. But I feel like even he is like, okay, if he can put together a a strong couple of games, shoot the ball well, maybe that's where he takes off. We might just be one of those performances away from things changing. So I'm not freaking out yet, but K-State has a lot to prove in these three games. Because then it starts to get harder. And by the way, like it was last year, if you look at strength of schedule, like it was last year, the top 10 strength of schedules for the rest of the year were all Big 12 teams. Mm. Guess what? With the 14, it's the exact same thing. Strength of schedule, boom, 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 one through 14. Your top 14 toughest schedules left are all Big 12 teams. Jeez. Top half, I mean, you finish seven or eight, I've, I, that definitely gets you in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Here's hoping those shots start to fall, and we then I, I look you know like a fool, but... The nonchalantness about it. It's okay to be like, this sucks. <laughs> I, I want to be better. It's uh, it's concerning. I'm concerned. I, again, like, sure, maybe I'd like to have a little bit more accountability or something in the press conference, but I don't read a whole lot into that. Yeah. It's coaches and the team talking in the media. 
they're never giving you typically the full truth, you know, about some stuff. You know, there's always something that's being held back. You know, I do, you know, I'll say like my favorite player of all time, Jacob Poland, um, after they lost to Duke, he was kind of like, eh, whatever. But then there was, you know, they asked him, K-State, his senior year, gotten off to a rough start. And they said, would you consider playing in the NIT if they didn't make it? And he was like, I'm not playing in the NIT. And people spun it like he said, like he would sit and he wouldn't play. There, I mean, what he meant was, I'm not going to let that happen. We're going to play in the NCAA. Um, I miss that kind of attitude right now. I, I would like someone to to stand up and say something similar, like we're going to get it figured out um, instead of the like, you know that happens. Well, and I, you know, and I, you know, when I said earlier about the accountability from the coaches, it's not like the coaches don't need to get better. I mean, they need to get better as well. I, mean, mm. you know, the the end of half plays is a great example of that. And against Chicago State, where it took too long to get going, you don't even get a shot off. I mean, come on, you know, that's probably got to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And there's been a number of times where it's the end of a half or towards the end of a of the second half and. Cats have a chance to potentially win it or make a big bucket, and you know the ball never leaves Tyler Perry's hands. And you know I understand him taking the shot, at least you know make it interesting leading up to the shot. You know try to get him open instead of him being just stuck on the sideline with nowhere to go, and it ends up being a turnover. And it's just too many of those too many of those times. It's been pretty ugly basketball. So mm-hmm. it's not like you know everybody needs to work on something for sure. It's, it, this team is not last year's team. Much different team. But they're still very talented. They are it, so It just talented. hasn't taken off together as a team yet. Right. There needs to be more scoring when it comes to field goals or getting to the foul line and not towards the end of the games from Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. We do need more out of him. Mm-hmm. We need more from the freshmen that play. We need more from the depth that is not Kaluma and it's not – Cam Carter, not David Gasson. The guys coming off the bench, everybody needs to bring more. I think that's as simple as I can put it without being, you know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Too emotional about it. You don't want to be too rough on the guys. I mean, you know, but you're right. Everyone can improve. Even the PA announcer can do a little bit better. That's for sure. Let's take a break. Let's preview UCF with Mitch Palm when we come back. And now, the starting defense for your Clay Center Tigers. I'm going to do this every time. I'm going to keep playing it. I said, well, what better way to cue up Mitch Palm than... At the- Nose Guard. Exactly. The Fort. A 5-6 back in the day senior er, from... From... Obviously Clay Center. <laughs> Morganville, Kansas. 
Number 38, Mitch. What up? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then a couple boos, you know. A couple of them in there. He was robbed of that honorable mention all NCKL. <laughs> <laughs> who got second team? Or who got do you I don't remember know if there was I don't know team? how it used to go. I'm just saying, when you have three sacks and it's all against league opponents. Come on. Gotta get in there. What from else the nose, are we looking for? From the nose tackle spot too? From I the know. interior? Come on. In a three three? Come on. What are we looking for, man? What do you want here? You know, if that doesn't get NCKL, I don't know. Sorry, it wasn't Aaron Donald. Sorry. Jeez. Yeah. It's three sacks against double teams. Because you know there's no nose tackle on three Well, you know, they, and they had to teams. with me, you know. Yeah, yeah. they had to. Double Hell cap run player. stopper. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget the Hayden Wildcats, state champions that year. Double team me the whole night. I'm like, guys, why? Yeah. You're Hayden. You're a, you're a college team, basically, mm-hmm. that year. And you're double teaming a guy who's 5'5", five, five, a Buck fifty. They're like, we can't have you going after Tetuan. We can't have you doing that, messing up our plans. They go, the guy that we got to take care of is right up front, right in front of us, boys. Right in the middle. His nickname's the Fort. Double teams all night. Double te- triple team him if we have to, boys. Yeah, that's what I would have done. Quadruple team. <laughs> I'd had all five guys okay. just watching you. <laughs> put a put a fullback and a halfback and a shotgun set. They'll take care of the ends. All five linemen take the Fort. Everybody. Just spending the rest of the show just talking about the old uh, playing days. Absolutely, especially yours are more interesting than mine. The Clay Center days, man. Those teams were tough. Them Tigers came to play. I tell you what, that 2008 football team will always be remembered for how good the wrestling team was. (laughs) (laughs) Clay Center does have uh, have always had a traditionally good wrestling. Yeah, especially when I was in high school. Yeah, I think one like we were. Won two state championships in a row, something Damn. like that. The next year finished in second. Oof. You know? I, uh, wow. Good days, good days. Yeah. Um, Cats hoops. Yeah. Tomorrow we... at 5, mm-hmm. we'll play UCF. First ever Big 12 game for UCF. Once again, it's a team visiting Manhattan to take on the Wildcats. Let's make a little prediction. <laughs> Here's Mitch Ball with Tomorrow's. tonight's prediction. Cats are ten and three. UCF nine and three. You know, we're a little dramatic about K State in the last segment. Listen, I'm gonna give you a few things here and there about where I think this game is gonna go. UCF has won three straight. They have not played a schedule like K State, and I think that's fair to say that Cats did have a pretty uh, a, a tougher non-con than what we are definitely used to. Yes. Um, got a couple of quad one wins in there. I think K-State right now tied for third with the most quad one wins this season. Mm. KU and Houston are the two teams ahead of them. Wow. So That's awesome. It's not like the resume is all bad or anything. <laughs> Just some close wins in non-con play. Still finished 10-3. and three, Not terrible. Uh, third ever meeting all time. The Cats have won the two previous meetings. And I gotta be real with you. When it comes to watching UCF basketball, Unless that team had Taco Fall, that 7-6 guy, yeah. I've watched zero UCF basketball. Mm-mm. I think I watched one game because Michael Jordan's kid played for them, and that's wow. it. That's it. All right, we'll start out with UCF's head coach. Introducing to Big 12 play, Johnny Dawkins. Ooh. I, that is a legendary player at Duke. Uh-huh. Legendary. He was a two-time consensus All-American, went on to be an assistant with Coach K for a while there, then got the head coaching gig at Stanford for eight years, and now he's been at UCF for a handful of years. 
He is one of 13 players to have his jersey retired at Cameron Indoor. Wow. That's how big of a deal he is. is It's easy to say, all right, Duke, big deal, All-American. That was like 200 guys. Mm -hmm. But to have your jersey retired, yeah, pretty big deal. He took Duke to an NCAA tournament uh, championship game, national championship game in 1986. They lost to Louisville. You know, as a team, Coach Tang said this yesterday, reminds him of Providence, and Providence was a problem on defense. Mm Mm-hmm. Game went to overtime. Cats gutted it out. And, again, I've said this before, and I said it last segment. Cats have figured out a way to gut out some games. Mm -hmm. Um, Knights are very good at forcing turnovers. They are 10th in the country. They average forcing over 17 a game. Ten of them are by steals. Yikes. Um, You know, with the five-out offense, I feel like K-State has had some trouble getting open one-on-one with the basketball Shake and bake, whatever, to get to the hoop. This is going to be a tough team to do that against. Um, Also, they are pretty good at field goal defense at 38.6%. That's pretty good. Um, And also, they block shots. 15th best team in the nation at blocking shots at five and a half a game. This is going to be a tough team defensively. Dude, boys ain't bad. Man. 19th in the nation in turnover margin. Um, Now, I will say, their offense is behind the defense right now. They're trying to catch up. They're not quite there yet. The offense has some catching up to do. They are the worst assist-to-turnover ratio in the Big 12. They are the only team in the Big 12 through non-con play that has more turnovers than assists this year. Oh. 250th in the nation in assist-to-turnover ratio at 0.99. They're close, but they're still a little bit behind. Yikes. Now, I think what they do best offensively is rebound. They average 14 offensive rebounds a game. That's a pretty good clip. Um, K-State's in that neighborhood. Shooting the ball, they're okay. They're 33% from three-point range. Eh, mm-hmm. eh. I say that, though, when K-State is the worst team in the Big 12 <laughs> shooting the three at 30%, yeah. which is, I think, 4.5% worse than it was a year ago. Uh, players to watch out for. First of all, there are a ton of rough pronunciations. Go look at UCF's roster. Good luck. Oh, no. This is my biggest challenge tomorrow. <laughs> Figuring out these pronunciations. They got guys from all over the world playing on the team. I've never seen a team with a player from Thailand before. This Whoa. is the first one. Bangkok, Thailand will be represented on that bench tomorrow for UCF. <laughs> That's wild. They got a couple of guys that stand out to me. Jalen Sellers is the easy one. He's the second best scorer in the Big 12 right now. 18 and a half points. He shoots 45%. He's an obvious threat. A um, couple of other players. Darius Johnson, I think, is their best all-around player. 14 points per ball game. He has made the most threes on the uh, on the team with 22 this year. He also leads the team in assists and steals. Uh, he's the point guard. And uh, But he also leads the team in turnovers with 37. He has 43 assists on the year. Now, the, their biggest rebounding threat, seven-foot guy in Ibrahima Diallo. I think, I think he's from Senegal. Where's number 11? Six rebounds a game. He also blocks three, uh, sh- sh- blocks three shots a game. Now, okay depth, no more than K-State. And their depth is also up and down like K-State's can be uh when it comes to lineup you just you know sometimes you don't know what you're going to get 
K-State really shook it up this last game against Chicago State. Now, I said this in the last segment. This is a very pivotal game. I want K-State to go at least 2-1 and one in, the, in these first three games of Big 12 play. UCF at West Virginia, at Texas Tech. All winnable games, but they need to get it done. Um, the show signs that they can be a top-half Big 12 team. Meanwhile, for UCF, I mean, they were picked to finish last in the Big 12. They have a chip on their shoulder with a good non-con season, and they have an opportunity to make a big splash right away. Wow. My. That right away is coming into Manhattan, trying to knock off KU. And guess what? Their first Big 12 home game will be against the Kansas Jayhawks. So they have an impression they can make very early. Very mm. early. Keys of this game, I got a handful here. Uh, K-State needs two forced turnovers. And a couple of losses that UCF has had, they've had too many turnovers. They had 18 in the last loss against Ole Miss. And you got a feeling like this could be a bit of a low-scoring game, so you want to take scoring opportunities away from UCF. Another key is obviously you got to have more than eight minutes of really good basketball. I thought it was eight minutes of really good basketball against Chicago State. That is not going to cut it in the Big 12. I hope this is a bounce-back game for Tyler Perry. Tyler is coming off his worst game this season. He had five points against Chicago State. He was one of six from three, four assists. You know, that's been an underrated part about Tyler's game this year. His assist numbers, I mean, there was there for a while. I think he had seven straight games with six assists. He's been putting up some really nice numbers, but a season low in offensive rating. The last key here is what will the doom be? Will there be doom? UCF has never experienced tough environments. There's maybe one player on this team that used to play at Florida, mm. has seen some interesting environments. The rest of the team, not really. They got no idea. So I think the environment could be a major factor mm. in a game like this where you're playing an opponent that hasn't really experienced crazy environments before. So will there be doom? I think is a key. Ken Palm says K-State is a 61% chance of winning. 71-67. I think it's going to be a little bit more lower scoring. I'm going to drop their percentage a little bit to 57, but I say Cats get it done by three. 66 to 63. I like it. You want to rank five when we come back? I'm Blindly? Ready. Yeah. I'm ready, dude. We didn't get into something, though. What? What's that? UCF. Notable potables. We didn't get any notable alumni. Well, they're now a conference team. Oh, we don't so do we conference, don't do conference notable. We don't do notables for no, conference. Because it gets repetitive. It's yeah. going to be the same people over yeah. and over. So I'm sure they got nobody as well. But now stink. I'm curious to see who there might be. So <laughs> We'll take a break. A notable alumni or two for UCF, and we'll play blindly ranked five when we come back. Did you did you have the over under for two sandstorms in one show or somebody forgot to load up a bed? Yeah, I did. I did. I got caught. I was trying to make sure I had the winter weather advisory and the the weather there, and uh, goofed on the bed part of it. So we so I forgot about this. Speaking of blindly ring five, what we're about to do. I forgot we did one on UCF famous alumni when UCF came to town for football. That's right. Featured Daniel Tosh, mm-hmm. Drew Butera, Royals catcher. Yeah, uh, former of course. Uh, let's see. Dante Culpepper was in there. Taco Fall was another one. I, there's, there's one more, but I'm blanking on who it would have been. But 
Yeah, it's kind of interesting. That's okay. It's a it's a it's a decent list. It's all right. Cheryl Hines is in there. She was on oh, Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you ready for this new edition of Blindly Ranked Five? You're gonna really love this one because it is five things I did on my time off. Oh boy. Okay. I think I got this. I got this. And again, you're you're ranking these one at a time with anticipation of what comes next. You don't know what's coming next, so you're ranking one at a time. Trying to think of what could possibly be coming next. All right, blindly rank five. First thing is I lost to Lindsay three times playing darts. Ouch. Ouch. That's five. That's number five right there. That is embarrassing. I wouldn't have brought that up on the radio. <laughs> she like had like two come from behind victories and just wow. like Ooh. good for just, her. Good for her. I mean it was buzzer beaters for sure. Ooh, wee. We didn't play just 301. I, I love playing cricket. Cricket's the bomb. Cricket's a great game. Is, is she normally pretty good at darts? Or no. She, okay. No. And she knows this. Good for her. She's a rook. <laughs> Next, uh, I slept until 11 a.m. Oh. I was doing a little gaming. Also New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh-huh. I slept in. Yeah. Dude. Something that... I definitely don't do anymore. Yeah, I don't remember what those days are like anymore at all. I don't. I feel 11 a.m. Dude, that might be one. That's a oh, tough that's one. Tough. That's a tough one. It's tough to beat an 11 a.m. wake up call. Not even a wake. You just like, you just like naturally woke up, or did you have an alarm? It was more like it was 10:30, and I just kind of laid there, with <sighs> my eyes closed for a while. That makes it even better. There's no better mornings than when you just wake up to just waking up. No alarms, oh. just. The best part of waking up is just waking up. Um, I'm gonna say uh, two. That, okay. That's a hard. That's a one B. Darts at five. Losing to Lindsay and darts five. Uh, Eleven a.m. is at number two. Yeah. Our next one is. I'm gonna go back to the gaming here. Did a little gaming on my time off. I played a video game called Goat Simulator Three. <laughs> that is the talk of For the a town. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how'd it go? It was actually very goat? fun. It's Huge waste of time, but it was fun. So no, get in the in the gap goat mood there. I, know, I was gonna say it's no gap goat, but mm, that's a that's a four for me. I didn't even put that together, but well done. It's a gap goat. Goat goes to four. Yeah, because I like Farm Simulator. I'm a Farm Simulator. Yeah, that's guy. a good one. That's a good game. <laughs> All right, uh, number four here. You got 11 a.m. at two. Goat Simulator at four. Losing to Lindsay and Darts at five. Oof. Lindsay comes up again here. Our next one is, uh, we did a, a, kind of a late Christmas thing. I gifted Lindsay a Counting Crows CD. Oh! Wow, With Mr. Dude. Jones on it. You guys are getting really serious I if know. you're giving her Counting Crows stuff. Uh, I'm going to put that at one, wow. dude. I'm going to go ahead and throw Counting Crows on one. I left this one last because I thought it was the best one. Dang it. My last one is that I played beer pong with a 78-year-old Vietnam vet. Yeah, that is an unfortunate one one to have to follow through. That's number one. Sorry, Lindsay, but that's number one. And he was my partner. We won the first game. We smoked the first team. The second one, it came down to a single cup each side, and we lost. Oh, but that it's 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 always good with that first game you smash somebody and you go okay this is my partner for weeks yep. we're together nope 
That is a package deal. Never getting anybody else. <laughs> We're the rockers. We're the new rockers, all right? Bang, bang, bang. I don't think he'd ever played before. He was just like, what do you do? Yeah, you just take a ping pong ball, 10 drop cups down there. there. Yep, just drop it and in. And he goes, like this? Bang, bang, bang. That's number one. I hate how you, you're sneaky. Because the last blindly rank, the last one wasn't the best one. So you kind of mix it up when you do these blindly. And I, and I, don't, like it. I don't like that. Uh, the, uh, you may be wondering, how did I end up? Playing beer pong with a 78-year-old Vietnam vet. That's true. Who could have possibly thrown this party? It was at a New Year's Eve party. Um, we were already going to my parents' house for a late Christmas. And they wanted to do it New Year's Eve because they had a lot going on. They always have a party. I'm like, we're like well, we'll just stay. They were doing a huge shrimp boil. Ooh. And I was like, I'm in. Ooh. I'm down for this shrimp. We stayed the night and everything. And a friend of theirs is a guy that lives in town. He's seven, eight years old. He was he served in Vietnam. I was like, dude, you want to be my? <laughs> I, I need a beer pong partner. Yeah, Lindsay is not as good at beer pong as she is at darts. Mm. You already and said we finished one and one. That's yeah, pretty like, good. You already said she wasn't great at darts either. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay taking some, getting, catching some strays here, dude. So no, that is shout out to him. Did you, did you catch his name, or was he just the Larry? Larry, what a ah, what yeah. a name, what a baller, Larry! Shout out to you. Thanks for carrying Mitch through one game of beer pong, but then the second you let him down. And by the way, wild Vietnam stories. Ooh, wee. yeah, I was like, that's the one. <laughs> that's its whole show by itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's take a break. Uh, let's see. We can. Uh, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna let these guys finish up with a little ask us anything. I'm heading out to the MHS gym. Go Cats! Finish the show next. Oh, when? Jeez, dude. What is it about? First of all, this is the game, and we're doing Ask Us Anything. Ask Owen Anything. Uh, what's something that people often criticize you for not liking? For me, it's coffee. I always get hate for not liking coffee, and I'm like, shut up. It smells. Yep. I'm with you on that one. I'm it's, an energy drink guy. Me too. Not a not a coffee guy. Yeah. So that one up there, uh, I'd also say, like, I'm not a huge banana guy. It's the texture. It's just, I like the taste. You know, you make me a strawberry banana shake and drink it all day. Yeah. Dude, you ask me to eat a banana, I'm probably just going to walk out of the room. Oh, so. see, my banana and apples and raspberry and blueberry game having kids has just skyrocketed. It has to, yeah. But the the thing I won't the the little strings that come on a banana man. That's yeah, dude. God, it's part of it for me. I just yeah. Um, National Trivia Day was yesterday. Is there a trivia category that you just rule at, or is there one that you're just like you you no way? Um, I'm obviously sports, right? You know, I don't think I could keep up with Troy or Mitch. Thank goodness they're not here. Yeah. So currently, maybe. Maybe the best sports knowledge in here. I don't know. You want to go? I don't know if I, I definitely cannot keep up with you on K State. You 1976, um, Cincinnati Bengals starting quarterback. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't know the Bengals were team way back then. How about that? Who let these two jokers finish no the show? That's what the doubt. real question is. No. <laughs> That's what I want to ask Mitch and Troy. Why did they trust us to do this? No doubt. I don't understand. I'm sitting in the big seat and I, I don't know why. Um, 
Have you recently seen a friend or family member commit a food sin? You know, I used to see them a lot at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Happens all the time. And to the point now where my family, there's like 10 of them. You know the the lunch trays used to get back in school, right? A little separated. Oh, yeah. I've got probably just about 10 of my family members that now use that stuff because they hate food touching each other. So that's a huge food sin to them. I'm a, you know me, I'm a... Put gravy Pilot. on everything, kind of guy. Yeah, who cares? Pilot to the sky. Exactly. Uh huh. My wife and my kids are both. Well, they're like that. They can't have the food touch. And I go, it's gonna touch in it, your stomach. Yeah, in your mouth. Probably in your mouth, point. dude. Oh my god, my aunt likes to put Dorothy Lynch on homemade enchiladas. Yeah, I that one. <sighs> you know, I heard weird. a crazy story growing up, and you know, my grandfather was known to tell a tall tale every once in a while. But he used to he used to work at like a, a convenience store, and he told me one time that there's this lady coming to buy dog food all the time. He's like, man, you must have a lot of dogs around the house. She was like, actually, I do, but I also use it in our meatloaf. And I was like, all right, well, I'm um, good. I don't think I ever want to eat meatloaf again. With that Manhattan High basketball coming up, happy Meatloaf Friday. We'll see you next week. Peace.